ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody wake up because we got this week's episode of the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. Ooh, go breezy, go breezy. What's that in the back there? Matt Coble joined by Max Faulkner and Taylor Wilson back with us. But Max, this was a late Christmas present from Santa Claus. He came late. He skipped. He skipped by Denver with all that cold weather. But he came this week. Mm. Dropped off. A, dropped off a couple signs. What do you think? Oh my! Oh my! Uh, the fact that our show now has an official sports podcast sign. Oh my goodness! We just keep getting more and more legit, boys and girls. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Santa was good. And I'd like to welcome back our guy Taylor Wilson. The uh, the runner up from the latest beer baseball tournament, you know that that loss is still sitting with him. He's been he's been a sour puss for the last couple of months about it. But how you doing, Broski? Doing all right. Those uh the signs back there are pretty smooth. I'm honored. Isn't uh today a special occasion too? Yeah, you're right. This is the 75th episode wow. of the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. Wow. So glad to have you on, Broski. Yeah, honored to be back. Max, what's going on with you, man? Oh, man, it's freaking freezing over here. Can you believe it, everybody? All right, it's Tennessee. Okay, this is technically the South. Right? We're right in the middle, right in the middle between the Midwest, but we're considered the South. And uh, it was negative one degrees today. All right, so that's nice. All right, negative one. There's there's nine inches of snow all over the ground. We got, we got nine inches of snow over the weekend, which I loved. I, I'm not complaining about it. I like snow. All right. Especially if it's only going to happen, you know, one time a year. So everyone's saying, but we also have another winter storm coming tomorrow uh, as there's going to be ice coming from the sky. So I'll be definitely staying in for that one. What's going on with everyone else? I think, I think there's a, there's a coldness going across America right now. Cause we, we were also, uh, Wilson is here in Denver with me. We live probably about 15 minutes away from each other now. So that's nice. But I, I we went three or four days there without it reaching zero so yeah it's been been pretty cold school's been closed but yeah. it's warmed up today and i saw 46 today so i think i think we'll be fine here yeah that's, well, that's the good thing about denver with the snow it's just always or with the sun it always melts the snow pretty quick but then a couple of days later it could be all the snow back on us so you never really know uh what else is going on max uh man not too much other than the fact that hey I got a new Mac. All right. My wife, yeah. my wife, uh, she, she, oh, Santa, Santa, sorry, sorry, Santa. Uh, <laughs> Santa was also good this, this Christmas. And yeah, we got a new Mac computer and uh, we're like, in our, in the guest room now. And that's what we're filming with today. Everybody right here on the Mac. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that, to hearing this podcast on that, because you know, you're recording it from, from your spot now. So I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, a big milestone that we got to bring up uh, before we get into our sports talk on YouTube, the OG where we first started posting, we hit our 300 yes. subscriber yesterday. I think yesterday. It was yesterday. We've gotten what max a hundred subscribers in the last month, a hundred subscribers in the past month, less than a month. Okay. I remember uh, maybe a month, maybe a month. Okay. Cause right before Christmas, we were asking everyone, please, we need your subscriptions to break 200 before the new year. We broke 200 before Christmas. Now we broke 300 17 days into the new year. Wow. We cannot express how grateful we are for all your support out there. Everybody I'm telling you right now, please 
continue to like, comment, and subscribe. We're getting some ridiculous comments, go breezy. <laughs> I'm having some ridiculous conversations from some people that are getting pissed off. Okay, a lot of people didn't like my Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift video. Oh, no. A lot of Swifties out there getting hurt. A lot of the Kansas City hurt. Swifties. Watch a lot of people head. didn't like that. Sensitive. Sensitive. <laughs> All right. But no, I love it. Okay. I love that we can have some conversations with people that may not agree with us, whether you do agree or don't agree. It's fun to have a conversation. And Colbrizi, I think that we actually have to have a, a comment section soon where we got to maybe review some of these comments, react to them, and uh, let everyone know that this is kind of the shit that we're dealing with here and there. Yeah. But uh, thanks, everybody. Please like, comment, and subscribe as you continue to do. You can also find us not only on YouTube, but on Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and, you know, Spotify. Come on now. Let's get some more uh, some more followers on Spotify. Come on. Heck yeah. And this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast, we're going to be talking a lot of college basketball. That's the meat and potatoes. That's the meat and potatoes of the episode. That's going to be later on. We're going to do our NFL game picks. You know, we got four playoff games to, yeah. to talk about here coming up this weekend. Last weekend, you know, it wasn't really – not really much to talk about from last weekend. Only one game was a single digit game, but we're, we're looking, we're looking towards next week. Gonna, gonna preview these games and make picks, but we got to start in the NBA because we got breaking news out of the city that the three of us gentlemen here actually met in Indianapolis, Indiana. Toronto Raptors forward Pascal Siakam has been acquired by the Indiana Pacers. The 28-year-old NBA champion is coming off four straight seasons, averaging 21 points and seven rebounds. Last season alone, he averaged 24 points, almost eight boards, and almost six assists. That's, that's pretty solid numbers. Last two years, he's led the league in minutes played per game. This guy's out there. He's getting it done. You see me with my Pacer shirt on. We don't talk a lot of NBA on this podcast. We, we obviously have our douchebag category. That's going to happen every year. <laughs> but the Pacers are my team. Like I previewed already, I met Max in Indianapolis. A couple years later, yep. I met Wilson in Indianapolis at IUPUI. Go Jags. But if, for people that don't know, IUPUI is maybe five minutes from the from the Pacers stadium. So we, we went to a lot of Pacers games in college. You see Queef Wilson's hat there. Wilson, give me your first thoughts on this two-time All-Star, Pascal Siakam, coming to Indianapolis. Two-time All-NBA as well. Um, but I don't know. I mean, when everybody was tossing out the name Siakam as a trade, uh, central trade, I I wasn't that excited, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, I know he's he's a great player, but when you really look at it, do you think he's going to move the needle? Um, but then again, you look at the Pacers this year, and it's Halliburton with not a bunch of scrubs, but just a solid team of role players, and that's really role all. Players. Role you players. Could have, there's a couple players where you're just like, oh, maybe you'll give us something good tonight, but it's – I will say I was checking before we hopped on here, I think – since December 13th when the Pacers lost to the Bucks, it's every game. There's five people getting double-digit uh, scoring. So it it just kind of makes me salivate now the more and more I think about it. Salivate? Um, oh, oh, yeah. Man. Oh, man. I'm Jeez. getting excited the more Whoa. and more I think about it. Cause... Grab a bib. 
we got the we got the most efficient offense in the league right now, and we got Halliburton. And I bet if you ask a person off the street, they don't even know who he is. So like it, we're leading the league in so many different categories offensively. Defense is trash. So I'm hoping Siakam can maybe get back to his old ways and help with that. But I'm I'm excited. I I don't think there's nothing else we really could have done. So I'm glad we took a swing on something, and this is a good fit. I think going to be a great time. Max, the Pacers gave up Bruce Brown, who they acquired from, well, they didn't acquire, they signed from Denver from last year. Jordan Nwora, young man out of Louisville, and three first-round picks. Oh, okay. Pelicans were involved with the second rounder and Kyra Lewis, Kyra Lewis Jr., but Pacers gave up basically three first-rounders and Bruce Brown to acquire Pascal Siakam. What do you think about that move and the Pacers looking forward? Well, okay. As Taylor Wilson, well, Queef Wilson just just described uh, the offense of Indiana. Okay, NBA is one dimensional. We all know that. All right, it's only offense. So this is only going to improve your offense. Okay, now you have a big guy down low that can score the ball. That's not that, that's to to go uh, alongside of uh, Halliburton. Okay, because Halliburton's doing it all. Okay, but now he's got another guy to dish it to who can dunk the ball and shoot the three. And he's long. He's long. So maybe he can get a steal or a block here and there. Don't get me wrong. You know, but those numbers on the rebounds, those got to go up, man. Those got to go up. If you guys want to start uh, start beating some big-time teams, you guys want to go far in the playoffs, you got to get more rebounds. And hopefully uh, Siakam's the guy that can end up doing that because, I mean, who, who who is it? Miles Turner down low? That's that's getting the board. Seven a game. We, yeah, exactly. Uh... Seven. Yeah, yeah. Exactly what I was going to bring up. Miles Turner fucked me on my parlay last week because he couldn't get seven rebounds. You're seven foot tall. You're hanging out around the basket and you can't get fucking seven rebounds. Yeah, maybe Pascal Siakam can come in, clean up the glass for us. Now, Wilson, we we were talking. There were rumors about this week and a half, two weeks that, you know, Pacers were interested in Siakam. And, you know, what I said the whole time is that he's going to be a free agent this summer, you know. So I don't I don't want to part with any young pieces like you're, you're going to make a big offer for this guy and he could leave in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. That worries me. What do you think about that? I feel I've, I've seen a couple of people already saying that the Raptors have fleeced us because Siakam's going to go into free agency. He's made it known. I'm not resigning. I want to test free agency. But whenever the news dropped, the watch, uh, the watch bomb or Woj bomb, either or they Woj, please. Woj bomb, whatever. Uh his sources, he's saying that Siakam's excited about the deal and he's expected to uh, work towards a new contract with the franchise this summer. So he's he likes it. He was saying on a couple of videos or a couple of the TV shows he appears on, Halliburton has kind of helped sway Siakam to really see it through and want to be a pacer. And then even his agent was saying that he's excited to be at a first class or to have a first class opportunity with uh, Halliburton and even m- mentioned Miles Turner. So don't look now. The Pacers got a big three. And <laughs> I think, I mean, J.J. Redick, hold on, hold on. J.J. Redick is a queef, full stop. But he was listing off some stats that Siakam leads the NBA in field goal transit, field goal percentage in transition. Halliburton leads the NBA in assists in transition. Okay. Pacers lead the NBA in paint points. Pacers lead the NBA in most layups and dunks. Ooh. And then Siakam is on pace to set his career high 
in layups and dunks made per game. Oh, so this this is really sounding like a match made in heaven. Oof. So that's why I'm starting to salivate. I go get a bib. It's, it's going to be underrated. They're not going to win the championship this year, but I don't know. But they're not. I, I think this is really setting up because Celtics are queefs. Jason Tatum, what are you doing? Do something. Like, you've been that guy for how many years? Go out there and fucking do something. Embiid, he's a queef. Sorry, Kansas fans. And then uh, the Bucks, Pacers are 4-1 against them. So, don't sleep. Just don't Damn. sleep. Yeah. Pacers are 4-1 and one against the Milwaukee Bucks. That's a huge record, <clears throat> excuse me, right now this season. Um, I like those stats that you pulled out from J.J. Riddick about the transition points with Halliburton and Siakam. And let's finish this Pacers talk with how far they get in the playoffs this year. Wilson, what's your prediction? How far do they get? I think for sure they're in the second round. I don't know what happens after that, but they're in the second round. Mm. Max, what you think? I could definitely see a second round, but what one – one more thing about those stats that you tossed out real quick uh, was, you know, I, I got to be honest this, the Indiana, the Indiana Pacers look like a team that actually moved the ball. Okay. Cause you just brought up that there was five, at least five guys that were scoring at least 10 points. Okay. So that, that just goes to show you that when you were just bringing up Tatum and bead Giannis Antetokounmpo, the problem is, is that they're going too much one-on-one. Okay. Not moving the ball. It's just, Clear it out. Okay. Oh, he, uh, Tatum's got the ball. Okay. Everyone just move out, move out. Let's go sit the bench. Let's go sit down on the bench and then let him go play one-on-one. You know, it's too much one-on-one ball with these guys. I'm telling you. And, and the Pacers, hey, it looks like they're actually moving the ball, playing team team basketball. That is basketball, everybody. So, hey, if, if the state of Indiana has to bring back the NBA, please, please, I, I will root for them all the way to the championship. I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be great because we, we need to see team ball again. Uh, Wilson said about five guys aver- averaging double figures. I'll, I'll do you one better. Eight guys. Eight Dang. guys for the Pacers averaging over 10 points per game. I got a text from our buddy Zach here. Zach's real excited. He's queefing about this trade. Uh, he said he said Eastern Conference Finals. He said Eastern Conference Finals. And, damn it, I'll, I'll piggyback with him. I'll go. I'll go to the Final Four Eastern Conference Finals for the Pacers this season. It's a little early, but fuck it. Let's have some expectations. Why not? Yeah, Halliburton. Halliburton, like you said, Wilson, uh, better better for us than, than PG, our guy, Paul George. I guess, yeah. Thank you, PG, for, I guess, requesting that trade, because if he didn't do that, we wouldn't be where we are now. And he's at the fucking Clippers, so have yeah. fun over there. PG for Sabonis and Oladipo, and then a couple years later, Sabonis for Halliburton. Yeah, it all comes full circle, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Moving along this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast, we got to talk about the NFL playoffs this weekend because we got four juicy matchups, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Like we were, we were saying earlier, there wasn't that much to talk about from week one. Now that no. Lions-Rams game, that Lions-Rams game was a doozy. That was a good one. Kelly's freaking uncle, uh, Rich's brother, he was at the game with, with his whole family, so he was sending me videos. It was electric it was electric in there so that that was definitely the best game of the week uh chiefs chiefs and dolphins we we saw uh 15 people hospitalized with frostbite and hypothermia and 70 calls to the kansas city department uh so the crazy weekend buffalo with the snow you guys got any remarks from last weekend before we get into this next weekend max when it's negative like 10 degrees on uh, out, out there Keep your shirt on. All right. You want some advice? 
when it's negative, keep your shirt on. Makes no sense. That's why you have hypothermia. I'm not trying to make a joke. This nope. is common sense. Why do yeah. people not have common sense anymore? I have no idea what's going not on. Not so common. It's not yeah. so common. It's not common anymore. You're absolutely right. Let's make sense common again, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wilson, am I ever going to see you at a Colorado Buffs football game in November or December with your shirt off? Uh, no. If Shadur Sanders and uh, Travis Hunter come back, maybe. Maybe oh. that'll be the dynasty run that we'll okay. try to go on. But, yeah, no shot. Even at the Broncos games, I, I'm bundled up. I'm not, I'm not fucking with that. No. First game we want to preview Saturday, 2.30 Mountain Time on ABC and ESPN. We got the AFC South. Houston Texans. I know that one burns to hear, Wilson. The Houston Texans, they're going on the road to take on the NFC North champions, the Baltimore Ravens. Houston, they've now won three in a row after dismantling the Browns 45-14 to last week in the first game. Unreal. Baltimore have has won six in a row before resting and losing to Pittsburgh in Week 18, but they had a six-game winning streak before that. By week last week, these two teams actually played in Week 1 in Baltimore. The Ravens got them 25-9. to Houston had more yards than the Ravens in that game but failed to score a touchdown. Wow. The team stats were a lot closer than than what the final score would tell you. Max, do you think Houston can get revenge on Lamar Jackson in Baltimore? I think it's a high possibility. Okay, this these Texans are forced to be reckoned with. Uh, these guys look great. Unbelievable. Playing together as a team. Nico Collins and CJ Stroud together. Oh, my goodness. Nico Collins might be up for a keeper in our fantasy football league. I'll tell you right now. I know you're. I know your wife's probably thinking about it, Cobrizier, because I'm, I'm a little upset. To. I wasn't even looking at him. And you I'm telling you, I'll tell you right now. But uh, I love, I love what Houston is doing. I love the young coach. I mean, everybody's young. Everybody's young. They're, they're, they're all out there saying, "Yeah, what, what the fuck do we have to lose? You know, like what, whatever. Let's do it. Come on." Uh, on the other hand, Baltimore is really good, and I'm definitely not gonna pick Houston. <laughs> I'm picking, <laughs> I'm picking Baltimore. I know. <laughs> I'll wow. siphon up Houston because I would love wow. to see it. But I got Baltimore. Slobbering all over for Houston. CJ Stroud, your rookie of the year. Offensive rookie oh, of the year. 100 percent I I don't know who 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 would beat him. And if Puka. Puka. Puka? Puka. Yeah, that's that's a good name. Yeah, yeah. Leave it in the oh. comments, everyone, if you have any other yeah. ideas for uh rookie of the year. Top two easy right there. Easily. Wilson, do you see CJ Stroud going into Baltimore and get this thing done? No, fuck the Texans. I want to give uh, up. Bias, bias yeah. cold squeeze. <laughs> well, sorry about it. Uh, Texans are a good team, though. It yeah. it pains me to see C.J. Stroud fucking balling like this and dicing teams up because it's here's the next 15 years. The Texans mm. finally got one because they, oh, we thought yeah. we, they had one with Deshaun Watson, and then we all know what fucking happened there. But C.J. Stroud is a real fucking deal. Who would have thought yeah. he'd be an Ohio State quarterback with a Michigan wide receiver raining hell on everybody? Oh, boy. Well, right. tell, Lula, tell Lula to calm down, all right? Wow. <laughs> He's getting angry over there. You talking about yeah. the Texans. Like, what the fuck are you talking about the Texans yeah. for? She's feeding off the Colts energy. Colts fans, Colts fans. <laughs> but, no, nah, I, I think for this one, the Ravens, it's it's damn near a legacy game for, for Lamar Jackson. I feel like every year everybody's like, oh, he's a great quarterback, but he hasn't won anything. He obviously got the yep. MVP. But playoffs-wise, he hasn't done anything. You you hear everybody talk about Josh Allen and Patty Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson is up there. He's 
the, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but yeah. does he have any – I think he's only won one playoff game. Mm. So this this is the year. Like, they are a stacked team. Defense is elite. Offense mm. is cooking. Yeah. So he has to win it. So I'm right there with you, Max. I'm putting the money on the Ravens. Yeah. C.J. Stroud, hell of a season. You say the Colts, and you are kicking yourself about about him being your division. Damn it, I think the Carolina Panthers are kicking themselves right now for selecting Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. I think they're kicking themselves, too. Mm-hmm. Organization's and, a dumpster fire. And trading yeah. their pick and trading picks to move up to get to get Bryce Young. Oh, boy, Panthers, they're set back for years. But yeah. enough talk about the Panthers. Ravens, Lamar Jackson at home. After a bye week, they've really rested two weeks because they, they rested week 18 against Pittsburgh. These guys are fresh, rusty, possibly, but at home, Houston, Houston, I had him losing last week. I, I, I'm not going to pick him in this one. Ravens, triple, triple threat right there for us. Yeah. Next game on Saturday, 6.15 Mountain Time on Fox. We got the Packers, the team that slipped in the last wild card. They're going on the road to take on the top-seeded San Francisco 49ers. The Packers have now won four in a row after beating down the Cowgirls in Dallas 48-32. to That's the most points Dallas has allowed in a playoff game in franchise history, 48. Woo! The 49ers, they've actually lost two of three. They, they lost to Week 18 when they rested against the Rams, but they've lost two of three with that Christmas Christmas game against the Ravens. Is this team going to be rusty? Wilson can uh, can the Packers, Jordan Love, Aaron Jones continue this this streak that they got going in San Francisco? I'm not going to say no because uh, I the Packers. I feel like they just came came out of left field. I feel like Jordan Love started the season and he was like, oh, they made the right choice. They picked the right quarterback, and then it kind of fizzled out. And then he's just been on a fucking tear recently. And got a bunch of no-name receivers, no disrespect. I think a lot of them are rookies, but they just do what – he's getting three touchdowns a game, it seems like, I think, the past couple weeks. So, 49ers, I think their offense, because all I've heard about the Packers is their defense is trash. Um, and I think the 49ers offense is a well-oiled machine, just like the defense. So, I think it'll be the 49ers, but that should be a great game. Got that right. Max, yeah. are you going to agree with Wilson here? You got anything different to say? You know, I, I'm really disappointed with these elite defenses. Okay. Cleveland Browns. What the fuck? Cowboys. What the fuck? Like, they, they gave up over 20 points at halftime. Okay. These were supposed to be the best defenses in the game. Baltimore Ravens and also the 49ers also are supposed to have these elite defenses. Are they going to come out to play or are they going to give up 40 at halftime? You know, like that, that's, that, that's the real question. I think the 49ers are going to beat them. All right. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon, Ayuk, uh, you know, and the, and the, the freaking quarterback is Brock Purdy. He's, he's, he's looking pretty good. It's all about the defense. The, the Packers are running right now. They look great. Aaron Jones looks like he's on his last leg. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, honestly, but he, he, hey, three touchdowns last game. Amazing. Amazing. He's yeah. given everything he has. And the last, uh, who knows? I, he has a, maybe a, a, another 50 yards in him. It's like, it's like a gas tank. Okay. It's only yardage. It's only yardage though. Maybe 50 more yards before that knee goes out. <laughs> so so uh, I, I got the 49ers though. 
I got to agree with you guys. It's tough to pick a one seed at home coming off two weeks of rest. It's the same deal as with the Ravens. I don't know. I got I got a I got a weird feeling one of these teams are going to lose. One of these teams are going to lose. I got a weird feeling. I mean, it happens all the time. We didn't expect the Packers to be here. I'm definitely not going to pick the Packers again. And uh, you you brought up Christian McCaffrey, Max. I'm going to give us our first, my buddy, Mr. Tutty Guarantee, oh. for, for this playoff round here. Christian McCaffrey, he's going to get in the end zone. Real quick on him. This season in the NFL, he was tied for second in carries with 272. He led the league with 1,459 rushing yards. That was 292 more yards than anyone else. Damn. His 14 rushing tutties were fourth in the NFL. Mostert had 18 and Hertz and Allen both had 15. Hmm. He was third at the running back position with 67 receptions. 564 receiving yards were second at the position, and he led the position with seven receiving touchdowns. His 83 targets were fourth most at the position, and this is the biggest one for me. Full PPR leagues from running back one, Christian McCaffrey, from to running back two, he outscored running back two by 100.8. PPR fantasy points it's like Travis Kelsey that we've talked about in the past how he's just way better than everybody else that was Christian McCaffrey this year free free square and bingo I got him scoring again easily in this one against the Packers he should have two Max what do you think about those stats real quick about Christian McCaffrey I mean if this guy is come on I know we always give a quarterback MVP but dude come on like this guy is MVP uh, yeah. He does it. He does everything on the field enough with the quarterback. And I understand that the quarterback's like, you know, supposed to be the hunk guy that's on the magazines, you know, and uh, I, I want to be like him, dad. I want to be like him. How about the guy that's taking the hits? How about the guy that's sitting people down as he runs over them? I, and, you know, Christian McCaffrey ain't a bad looking dude either. Like he should be on the no. magazines. Damn no. it. Chris, Christian McCaffrey, I'll tell you right now, he's a, he's a stud football player. It's something like we haven't seen in a long time. Give him the MVP, man. Wilson, over 2,000 scrimmage yards and 21 total touchdowns. Is he your MVP? I It's either him or Lamar for sure. It it really is crazy how McCaffrey, whenever he is healthy, no matter what the injury was before or after, he always produces. In fantasy leagues, you you play him, oh, he's, he's coming back from an injury. He won't. He won't go off. Two tutties, nice 150 yards. It's ridiculous. So I – I'm kind of right there with you that he is like, I feel like if you don't have him on the 49ers, a lot of things start to fall apart because he is the ultimate weapon on the field. I feel like he's similar to Lamar or Tyreek Hill, where he's the most dangerous player on the field once he gets the ball. So if he wins it, I wouldn't be shocked, but I think they will still end up going with Lamar, which I will also I'm okay with. Sunday, one o'clock mountain time on NBC. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Detroit. The Lions are hosting another playoff game. Tampa Bay has won six of seven after kicking the Eagles' ass last week, 32 to nine in that game. See it, see it, Jason Kelsey. Lions have won four of five after that 24 to 23 win over the Rams. These two teams played in week six in Tampa. The Lions got them 20 to six. Amon Ross St. Brown in that game had 12 catches for a buck 24 on a touchdown. Only 86 yards of rushing combined in that game between the two teams. Mm. Only 86 yards of rushing in that game. This So Detroit got Tampa in Tampa. Max, can Tampa return the favor and get the Lions in Detroit? I think it's very possible. I think the Bucs are playing very well. 
Um, but I, yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions because I have a, I have a, a client. Her husband is from Detroit, big Detroit guy. And he, he told, he told his wife, babe, this was the most important Lions game in the history of Lions football. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that is so sad. <laughs> so sad. It's such a bummer of an organization, but it, like when you hear things like that, you know, this, this grown man is basically in tears because they won a football game. You know, it just goes to show you that, you know, it, it's like an underdog story that we never see Detroit in the playoffs. You want them to win. So it, it's more of, I'm not even basing it on skill. It's, I want, you know, I want the Lions to win. Okay. Let, let's, let's see the Lions go to the next round and get smashed by the 49ers. <laughs> Very emotional win for the people of Detroit, the Lions fans through and through. I got them winning this game again. Baker Mayfield, he surprised everybody. Baker yeah. Mayqueef, what's he getting? Wilson, 250K for each playoff win, I think I saw. So he he's incentivized. He's incentivized to keep going. But the Lions, they get this one done even easier, a lot easier than the Rams game. Wilson, you going to differ on this one? No, I one of my uh, people I worked with, uh, they – Detroit fan all their life. They were telling me about Michigan, telling me about Detroit. So they're riding on cloud, cloud nine right now. And they told me that the the atmosphere there, she got to go to the game. It was electric. I think I saw that it was 133 decibels in there. Ooh. It's insane uh, atmosphere. So I think there's no way, especially they got a taste of a playoff win after what, 33 years, first playoff win in Ford field. I think that while Baker has been slinging it and good for him, but I don't think the Lions aren't losing this one. You drafting Baker next year, Wilson? Maybe as like a last late round pick as my backup. He he has some good games this year. I think had I had a good year. One week. Last playoff game this weekend, Sunday, four thirty Mountain Time. This is the juiciest, the one that's going to make you drool the most this weekend on CBS. Oh the Kansas City Chiefs are heading to Buffalo to oh, play yeah. the Bills. These two teams have met in the 2021 and 2020 playoffs, 2020 and 2021 playoffs. The Chiefs won them both. In 2020, they won 38-24. 2021, they won 42-36. So both shootouts here. Mm. This season, right now, the Chiefs, they've won three in a row after beating the Dolphins 26-7 in that frostbite game. The Bills, they've won six in a row after handling the Steelers 31-17. to These two teams, they met in week 14 in Kansas City. Buffalo got them by a field goal, boys, 20-17. to The numbers were very close in this game. Both quarterbacks threw one touchdown, one pick. This Chiefs have got them in the playoffs two times in a row. Wilson, is it going to be three? This one, for the first time, is going to be in Buffalo. Those first two were in Kansas City. This one's in Buffalo. Wilson, you got Josh Josh Allen in this one. I do. I think I think this is also Patty Mahomes' first away playoff game, and he's been in the league what six years, which is an insane feat. A lot of playoff so, games. A lot yeah, of playoff props games. to him from getting them all at home. But <laughs> I think with the Bills, they were five and five at one point in time. Everybody counted them out. I did. I fucking bums, frauds, just Whoa. like the Dolphins. Wow. And then wow. of course the Dolphins continue their fraud. Or continue to be frauds and they let them slip in win the division somehow yep but yeah they are six and oh and what started that some may say is 
that is when the story came out that uh, their head coach, I don't even know his uh, full name, but he was referencing, referencing uh, Al-Qaeda, and he was trying to bring camaraderie, and then that whole story came out. Oh. But ever since then, I guess that somehow got the team together, rallied the troops. They've been 6-0, and and I think Josh Allen, uh, I think he's going to be able to do it. I think this is the year that, because it's at home, they're riding this high. Uh, also, my buddy Teddy, I'll, I'll put that on Josh Allen because the yarder last week. So I easy, easy again. I got that one last week. Wish I could put my buddy interception or something because he'll probably have two of those too. But I think the Bills <laughs> for sure. Max, Man. are you are are you gonna get off this train that we got? We're picking every game the same. Are you going Bills or Chiefs? The Bills were your Ooh. preseason Super Bowl champ. You got to get off them. You got to get back on them. And it's going to be cold in Buffalo. Ooh. We got another burr, burr. Oh. <laughs> I, I, there's probably going to be some snow there, too, if I'm not mistaken. There's a storm. There's another storm coming. I don't know if it's going to last all the way to Sunday. It's a brewing. It's a oh, brewing. my goodness. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what's going to be like tomorrow. Yeah. The, the, we- the weather, it might be worse than uh, than they say it's going to be here in Tennessee. I'll tell you right now. It's, it's supposed to be pretty brutal. I got the Bills, boys. Okay, I, I picked them in the, to go to the Super Bowl uh, in, the, in the preseason. They are queefing at, at the beginning of the season. Then they t- they're turning it up. That Al-Qaeda reference, that's uh, that's a pretty interesting story. I did not hear this. Uh, yeah. So what is it, like protect your team? You know, come all together and protect each other and defeat evil? I forget. I, th- he, I think what I remember it was, like, he was trying to reference – the guys like the actual al-qaeda like they had to come together they all had a job to do to get something done and the story was kind of damning like it was just kind of like what the hell were you thinking and it it was from a couple years back i think the coach when he actually did it so it wasn't this year but this year is when the story came out and they were down bad they barely won the chiefs game uh off of Kadarius tony doing the fucking uh Offside, right. that oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So they, they squeaked yeah. out with that win, but that helped build momentum. And then once the story came out, they were all like, This is my coach. And then they go on a six and oh run, win the fucking division. Oh, yeah, we all expected them to at the beginning of the season. So I think they're right back on track. And especially being at the Bills, they finally get to have that revenge game against Mahomes. It's going to be a good one. I'm sorry, everybody out there. Not much debate on these picks because I got the Bills also. <laughs> three for three on all four of these games just like you were saying max they were my super bowl preseason pick too and i had this matchup in my preseason playoff bracket and i had the bills taking down the chiefs so why would i get off it now they've won six in a row uh the the offensive coordinator change seems like that's really worked for them i got i gotta go bills at home i gotta go bills at home patty patty mahomes travis kelsey there's been something going on there this year just like the Eagles had something going on there. Same type of situation. I think they go home this weekend. But not before Travis Kelsey gets one more touchdown, baby. My no. buddy, Mr. Tutty. <laughs> Travis Kelsey on the road. And a kiss from Taylor in Buffalo. A nice kiss on the cheek. Better bring some lip gloss because those lips are going to be chapped. <laughs> going to be cold. Travis Kelsey in week 14 against these Bills, he had six catches for 83 yards. He's only had one tutty since week seven. One touchdown since week seven. I don't I don't know if he's a keeper. I don't know if he's a keeper anymore. He, he might be too old now. He's coming down, boys. He's coming too down. Too old and too in love. <laughs> well, Wilson, we appreciate you coming on here, broski, for this Pacers breaking news out of Indianapolis, Indiana. 
and some NFL game picks. Uh, I had to get you on for those. Uh, before you get out of here, give us your Super Bowl pick. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, we're, we only got eight teams left, so yeah, you got you know, you got a head start on some people here. <laughs> I'm gonna ride with the MVP, uh, Ravens. I think they're they're finally gonna do it. Like I said, it's this this has to be the year for Lamar. Like he has to take the step and. It'll be these are going to be great games this weekend, so I'm excited. But yeah, I think it'll be the Ravens and uh, 49ers. So no, no upsets, number one seeds against each other. But whatever happens, it's going to be a juicy one. Anything else you got to say to us or anybody out there before you get the fuck out of here? Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, those comments uh, way back in the day told me I was boring, so I hope I wasn't too boring today, <laughs> you fuckers. Um, but I did forget to say this whenever there was talk of Siakam. Is he going to come back? Like, is he going to resign? We mu- we all forget that he already has Indiana ties. People forget that his brother, Christian Siakam, played for IUPUI. Oh, from yes. to 2012. Really? Yes. He, as a senior, he averaged 8.8 points, 5.8 rebounds, and 55.2 field goal percentage so not crazy numbers but that's role player. Good, yeah that's a damn good role player. player wow but yeah so he's got the indiana ties already with halliburton now so he's resigning and pacers and colts just watch out oh <laughs> baby baby <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah well appreciate you coming on man if i don't see you tomorrow definitely see you friday and be a baseball Friday. Nah, baseball nah. Friday. <laughs> nah, that's a couple of weeks from now, but <laughs> just hanging out Friday. Nice. Well, you will see you, Queep Wilson. It's good to have you on. All right, Max, back here on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. We want to thank again Taylor Wilson for coming out here, talking a little NBA, little NFL. But damn it, we had to get him out of here because he doesn't watch enough college basketball. You know, yeah. he's a Hoosiers fan, Omar. and the, the Hoosiers got their ass kicked last night. We'll talk about that in a second. Because we want to bounce around the AP poll real quick. Because gaining the number one spot were the Yukon Huskies, the reigning national champions. They're actually ranked number one for the first time since early 2009. Oh, shit. Now, they won, in tw- they won a championship in 2011, 2014, and 2023. They've won three championships since then. Huh. We're, we're ranked number one during the season. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. The Huskies, they got five guys averaging double figures led by your guy, Cam Spencer. He's averaging 15.6 points. He's shooting 51% from the floor. Stroker. 88% from the line and 47% from deep. Ooh, 47%. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. His backcourt mate is Tristan Newton. He's averaging 14.8 points, 6.5 boards, and 6.1 assists. Mm-hmm. He's got to be up there for Big East Player of the Year right now. Oh, along, yeah. Along with Baylor, Baylor Shireman and Tyler Kolick. Those three are probably my top three in the Big East. Mm-hmm. Donovan Klingon, the seven-foot-two oh, yeah. big man, returned tonight. He oh, returned nice. tonight against Creighton. He missed the last five games after re-aggravating a foot injury. He's averaging 14.6 boards and two blocks on 63% shooting. Mm. Seven-foot-two, he's a factor. UConn as a team, they're shooting 50.8% from the floor. That is sixth in the nation. Mm. Max, what do you think about the UConn Huskies, and can they go back-to-back? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely, by the way. Absolutely. This team seems like they got better. 
All right, you th- they lost a couple of players to go to the draft. <laughs> Crazy, but then they pick up someone like Spencer leads the th- it leads the team now in, in scoring. Uh, uh, Newton steps up, and he's looking like he's looking like a, a nominee for Player of the Year, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, and Klingon, I'm glad that he's back. But you know, one thing I got to say for seven foot two, six rebounds. What the hell is that all about? I will. <laughs> that, that, that's that's the one thing. I, good I, I fucking say. point. Yeah, good, but, good fucking point. I got to tell you, man, UConn looks great. Uh, coached very, very well. Uh, that What's his name? Shit. What's his name? Do you know? Uh, Coach of UConn? Danny Hurley. Thank you, Danny. Dan Hurley. Um, that guy gets fired up. Oh, he is yeah. yelling like crazy. Every, he is up. so jacked up every game. But, man, you can just see his passion. And I love a coach that has passion on the court. And uh, UConn, no doubt, can win it again, Cole Breezy. You got anything else on that? I'm just surprised they haven't been ranked number one since early 2009 after having won three championships since then. But they held Creighton to 48 points tonight. They held Creighton to 48 tonight. Creighton, they can score the ball. Yeah. UConn held them to 48 tonight, and they go on the road this weekend on Saturday to face Villanova. So possible trap game, possible trap game there on the road. Next team we want to talk about in the AP poll reaction this week. Are you our Purdue Boilermakers because they're number two in the poll? What do you got for us on the, your Boilers? Oh, baby, baby. The Boilers, after that terrible loss to Nebraska, the Cornhuskers, they go ahead and go on a two-game win streak and absolutely smashed Penn State, absolutely smashed our rival IU last night. Unbelievable games, unbelievable. I got I to gotta talk about some highlights real quick, okay? Zach Eady uh, against Penn State had 30 points, 20 rebounds. Uh, Unreal. Unreal. Okay. Last night against IU, no one could stop him. Okay. There was was a couple plays where this guy got hacked. Like they they showed a replay. He's getting scratched and clawed. They they just, you know, referees sometimes are like, "Ah, you know, we're not going to call it. We're not going to call it. All right. He's already been to the free throw line 12 times. We're not going to. This time, no. No, no, no. Just let it go. Let it go. Okay. Yeah. But dude, Zach Eady last night, 33 points, 14 rebounds, two blocks, three, ass- three assists. Sorry. No, oh, that, that was last game. That was against Penn state. Um, and uh, t- 11 of 12 from the free throw line. There was this one play called breezy. Once again, everybody, if you don't know, Zach Eady is seven foot four, 300 pounds. There's a ball that rolled on the floor. Zach Eady dove like, you know, straight out, legs out from underneath him, grabbed that ball, slid on the floor, threw it up to Lance Jones, drove it all the way down for a layup on the other end of the court. Are you kidding me? Seven wow. foot four, 300 pounds. He left a dent in that floor. I'll tell you right now, the stadium tipped. The stadium <laughs> tipped after that. Zach Eady is the best player in the game. Not only because of these stats, it's because he does the hustle plays like I just saw in that game. Unreal. Unreal. Go Boilers. No doubt about it, this is another Final Four team we're looking at, Cole Breezy. Another Final Four team we're looking at, huh? Well, I'm not sure about we'll that. See. But... We'll, we'll see when the, <laughs> when the brackets come out. I will uh, I will say, got to agree with you, Zach Eady's the best player in the game. Back-to-back years for sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Jeez, something oh. caught in there tonight. That hoagie? The hoagie? The <laughs> hoagie? Good old fat hoagie. Um, the numbers you're throwing out for Zach Eady, those uh, people don't get those numbers. Where those, 
it's getting normalized. Like, oh, it's just another game for Zach Eady. Like, no, this is another game for the player of the year. Like, uh-huh. people aren't putting up these numbers. People need to realize what kind of a talent we're seeing here. Yes, he's seven foot four, but damn it, he he can lead Purdue to the national championship. Am I going to predict it? Hell no. <laughs> but he, <laughs> but he can definitely do it. Moving along, next team we want to talk about here. My Kansas Jayhawks, okay, new new flag up here today. The 22, 22 national champions. Let's not let's not forget that. Okay, Ochayabaji led that team. Let's not forget about him. But today, the Kansas Jayhawks, they're led by Hunter Dickinson, Dewan Harris, Kevin McCuller. They got back on track this week with wins against number nine Oklahoma and at Oklahoma State last night. Coming off that loss at UCF, Central Florida. Yeah, they're in the Big Twelve. 18 turnovers in that game, okay? 18 turnovers in that game mm. versus Oklahoma on Saturday, only two. Oh, only that's that's turnovers nice. Turnovers. That's nice. With 17 assists. Okay? That's pretty. Okay. Last night, they won at Oklahoma State, like I was saying, by 24. Okay, nice ass kick in there. Bill Self, Coach Self, he tinkered with the starting lineup two games ago, starting with Oklahoma. He got freshman Johnny Furphy from Australia. He He inserted him into the lineup. Uh, last night against Oklahoma State, 15 points at halftime. We might have found our fifth starter. El Marco Jackson really wasn't getting it done. See what he can do off the bench. Kansas, they're shooting 50.9% from the floor as a team that leads the Big 12 and is fifth nationally, averaging 20.9 assists per game. That is second nationally. Max, what do you think about the Kansas Jayhawks this season? Stats look great. They're playing some great basketball. I cannot wait to continue to see this, them uh, taking on some Big 12 teams. I can't wait to see them play Baylor. I can't wait to see them play Texas. Houston. Uh, Houston. Oh, man, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Uh, but Kansas looks great. You guys have a big three. It's going to be hard to beat. Again, it's, it's that bench, but, hey, the, that slight tweak, you know, putting Jackson on the bench now, you know, yeah. he could be a fire coming off the bench. I, I like it. Johnny Furphy enters the starting lineup. I want to say he's 18 or 19 from Australia. 6'9", 6'10", shooter. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Give us a little more size. Give us a little more versatility. I like the move, and I'm going to like it a lot on Saturday because we go to Morgantown, West Virginia, to play my mom's alma mater, the Matinees. Is Bob Higgins going to be there? Bob Higgins? Nah, too drunk. Bob Huggins, he's uh he's still salty about that situation over the summer. That that was a good story. That was a great story. He's probably in Ohio right now or Utah, whatever he says well, that he's from. Maybe in Tennessee, for all we know. Hey, Bob Huggins, is that him? <laughs> last, <clears throat> excuse me. Last team we want to talk about in the AP poll reaction is the Atlantic Ten Flyers of Dayton. We got to show oh. a little love to Dayton here, Max. The Flyers, they debuted in the poll this week, climbing up to number 21 on the heels of 11-game winning streak. Nice. An 11-game nice. winning streak here. Dayton, they're 14-2 and on the season, 4-0 in the A-10. Their two losses were at Northwestern, which you should know better than anybody else. That ain't no place, that ain't no place to play with. Tough place to play. Tough those place private, to play. Those private school pussycats, you know. So Dayton lost at Northwestern and on a neutral to Houston. Solid, oh. solid losses there. Yeah, yeah. Their wins are over L- best wins over LSU, St. John's, SMU, and by fourteen over Cincinnati. ESPN gives them a strength of schedule of forty third in the nice. nation. Nice. 
Dayton, they have four guys averaging double figures led by junior Deron Holmes. Big man averaging 19 and a half points, seven and a half boards on 56% shooting from the floor, 44% from deep. Okay, mm. he's a 6'10 guy stretching the floor, banging bodies in the paint. What do you think about Dayton in the A-10 this year, Max? I think they might go undefeated in the A-10. I don't know what team, what what other team do you do we have in the A-10 that, that can put up, you know, that can think, compete with them? I think we got to show a little love to Richmond. They're on a seven-game winning streak. Okay. Maybe like right. Loyola, Chicago, St. Bonaventure, VCU, George Mason, Davidson, St. Louis, the Billikens. Just a couple teams they're throwing out in the A-10. Nothing crazy. No. No, uh, usually the A-10 has one really, really good team. Maybe two. Sometimes there's a couple guys up there that can both slip into the dance. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I, I think right now it, it sounds like Richmond and uh, Dayton are going to be running that. And hopefully both of them they can, can squeak into the dance in those six, top 64. Well, 68. 68 teams. Yeah, I think we're going to see Dayton dancing this year. I think oh, they're yeah. going to. I think. I think they might be able to run through this A-10. We'll see. We'll see about the Ramblers of Loyola, Chicago. I know Sister Jean's still kicking. I know she's still kicking. Oh, my kicking goodness. What, 120? Yeah, maybe buck 30. Who knows? <laughs> Bless her Move soul. On. Bless her soul. Bless her soul. Definitely. Definitely love her. Moving along this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast, we got something new here. <clears throat> we got – so this past week, the the Wooden, the wooden Award – they they released their midseason top 25. And a thing we did last week or last season is we did a profile on each of these players. So we're going to do that again this season, but we're actually going to have a draft. Max and I here yeah. we have a draft picking these players to see who we get to talk about this season. We've got all 25 players listed here. It's a juicy list. It's a little top heavy. It's a little top heavy. You know, I got three, four, five. Six names, and then it's kind of you could you could flip these guys around in any order after that, you know. But we were going to give the first overall pick in this draft to the person who's leading our game picks, our college basketball game picks. And, Max, we're damn close here. Mm. What do you think? How many games have we picked this season in college basketball, do you think? Have we have we previewed, clipped, posted? How many previews in college basketball have we had? I want to say close to 30 games. That's a damn good guess, 29 Ah, 29. <laughs> That's a damn good guess. Max, you got 22. Nice. 22 out of 29. 22 and 7 record. That's a good percentage. Pretty damn good. But I got you by one. Ah, 23 and 6. 23 right. and 6. I got all you right. by one. It's damn close right now. So I got the number one overall pick. And I'm not going to be an asshole here. I saw you with the Purdue water bottle just a little <laughs> bit ago. I didn't want to bring it up. Can you show the people? Because that looks fresh, Max. You just get that. I did. I did. Uh, actually, my mother-in-law got this for Christmas for me. She knows I am the biggest Purdue Boilers fan, I'll tell you right now. Uh, and, yeah, she got this for me. So I, I appreciate I saw, it. Thank you. Thank you. I saw that earlier. Didn't want to bring it up at the time. But we all know you're a Boilers fan. I got the number one pick here. There's no doubt in my mind, Zach Eady, he is the national player of the year right now. But I'm not going to pick him. I'll let you have him. Uh, I'll, go to, okay. I'll go to my guy. I'll go to my guy. Seven foot two. You know, we want to talk about E seven four. Hunter Dickinson, he's seven foot two, baby. He's he's doing big things in the Big Twelve for my Kansas Jayhawks. We're not going to get into a lot of numbers, a lot of stats in this draft right now, everybody. We're going to run through this and we're going to spend four, five, six minutes on each of these guys over the next couple of weeks. So yes, yes, number one overall pick. I'm going Hunter Dickinson. Great pick, great pick. It, this guy, it, this guy is obviously up for Player of the Year 
easy. I mean, top, top two, top two. Number two overall pick. Come on. It's Zach Eady. How many times do I got to brag about him every single week, everybody? Know the name. Know the name. You should mold it in your brains by now who Zach Eady is. You're going to mm. see him in the NBA. Hopefully he ends up being a star in the NBA, but probably not. But that's all right. Zach Eady, baby. He's going to be player of the year. Seven foot four, 300 pounds. Let's go. Great pick. My next guy is going to be Kevin McCuller out of Kansas. I got, my, I got my Jayhawk duo. Kevin McCuller, he's, he's made that leap from his junior to senior year, just like we saw from Ochai Abaji, just like we saw from Jalen Wilson. Kevin McCuller, he's turned himself into an NBA player this year. I'm taking him next in this draft. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, moving on for me, I'm going to take the next best point guard off the board, Tyler Kolick from Marquette, Ooh. boys. I'm going to tell you right now, Marquette's uh, sl- you know, slipping down a little bit. They're 12-5. T- and five. Can you believe they have five losses? A, a, a caliber team like them, they have five losses. I believe they had five losses all of last season. How about that? How about that? Yeah. Obviously, they're. I mean, they're still a great team. Everybody, don't freak out about Marquette. They, some of the, the three of those losses are to legit teams, Kansas. Per, I'm sorry, not Kansas, but per, <laughs> they beat Kansas. Uh, they yeah. lost to Purdue, and uh, well, that's uh, some other good teams. <laughs> the uh, you talking about the Marquette Golden Eagles right now, out of the Big East Conference, they are still ranked number 17 in the polls. They're 12 and five overall lost to Butler at Seton hall Uh-oh. at Providence at Wisconsin and to Purdue. Wisconsin's a good loss. The other guys, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of so, so uh... at Providence by 15 is Butler at home. That's, that's a bad loss. I don't, that's a bad loss. Uh, so you went Kolick there. So the number five overall player in this draft, I'm going the possible Big East player of the year on the reigning national champions, Tristan Newton. Nice pick. Averaged almost 15 points over six boards, six assists. Tristan Newton, he he's the leader. He's the leader on that team. Okay. I'm I'm glad I got him. Very nice. Uh Moved on for me. He was, he was in my top five, and I'm going to have two big dogs. Two big dogs. Zach Eady in the center. I'm going Armando Baycott from Ooh. UNC, baby. Six foot 11, senior. And what leadership? I, I bring up, I, I, I brag about uh, Armando all the, uh, since last year. This guy is a leader on the court. I want another lead. I, I, I need him on my team. Let's go. Armando Baycott, baby. Well, I'm going to follow that up with his teammate. Leading scorer on the team, over 21 a game, R.J. Davis, baby. That's going nice. R.J. Davis yeah. right, right after that. I'm going to be honest, uh, j- just so we're bringing up R.J. Davis, I have him low in Ooh. my draft. Averaging 20 points per game, very good. We'll, we'll, obviously, once again, we'll get more detailed on his stats, but he is shooting like 43% from the field. That sucks. Getting a lot. Getting a lot of shots. A lot of shots. A lot, of, a shots. lot of shots. Caleb Love's gone, so that opens up a lot of opportunities. Yeah, that's true. Uh, moving on for me, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to the senior guard from Kentucky, six foot six, Austin Reeves, baby. Oh, Austin okay. Reeves. Nice. Yeah, that guy can shoot. He is athletic and I love how he drives the ball. Okay. He is taking it to the rack. Uh, and a six foot six guard. Oh, you got, you got to love some height on your guards. Yeah. I remember that game against Kansas, how he, <clears throat> excuse me, chucked like 17 threes. Uh, that was too many threes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. Uh, my next guy here, you know, I got a couple ACC guys, another possible ACC player of the year, big man from Duke, Kyle Filipowski. He came back this year, uh, put his NBA dreams on hold and 
Duke, they they're 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 picking up some steam here. I don't know if you've seen Duke. They're on at least a six game winning streak. Nice. Kyle Filipowski, I'll take him on my team here. It's going to be Duke and UNC in that division. I'll tell you right now. I, I can't wait to because there's always that rivalry game between them. I can't wait to see him. Last game wait. of the year. Yeah. Can't wait. I, I, lo- I, I uh, even when UNC sucked last year or yeah last year, I still watch the game. You know, you, you still watch it. You, you have to. Come on. Best rivalry in the game. It is. Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, speaking of UNC, he's not on UNC anymore. He's going to he went to Arizona, dude. He put up over 33, 30 points against Purdue. This guy can stroke it. He's the best player on the team. Okay, he's the best player on Arizona. I got Caleb Love, baby. Give me Caleb Love. Uh, six foot four senior guard, and uh, this might be the Pac twelve player of the year, Cole Breezy. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, not not many Pac-12 players on this list. What no. was only Pac-12 only had two guys on this list. Um, so yeah, uh, it's Caleb Love transferring from North Carolina to Arizona. That's a that's a rare case where it's a positive for Arizona, and I think it's also a positive for North Carolina. We saw what happened there last season. Too much selfishness. Yeah, Caleb Love leaves, and I think it's I think it's better for both teams. Yeah, absolutely. My next guy here, I'm going to stay out here in Colorado, go up north a little bit to Fort Collins, because we got a point guard for the Rams named Isaiah Stevens, possible West Conference Player of the Year. Oh, baby. Isaiah Stevens, if you haven't seen him yet, over seven assists a game. Yeah. He's distributing. He's a senior leader. I'll take Isaiah Stevens from Colorado State. I love seeing uh, some of these players that nobody knows, because you, you hear Colorado State, and you're like, whoa, what? The Rams? Like, no, that's not one of those power five schools. Uh, Mountain West, right? Mountain West team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, you're not going to hear these names too often. And that's why I'm really excited once we do in the, when we, when we start getting, breaking down these players here, talking about players like these that no one really knows about. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, moving on for me, I'm also going to go with guard. This guy could play forward. Okay. I know I'm going to, I'm going a little guard heavy right now, but dude, Dalton connect. Did I say it right? Connect, connect, yep. connect, connect. connect. Yep. Dalton Connect from Tennessee yep. transfers over to Tennessee is the leading scorer, averaging eight, 18 points. I think it's 18. Uh, and going up. And it's going up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee uses him a lot. Okay. They like to use this guy. And that's what Tennessee needed. They needed a score. That's what they were missing. Their defense is fantastic. They needed a big time score. And this is the guy. I believe 39 points last night against Florida, 36 mm. the game before, high 20s the game before that. Dalton Connect. We talked about Tennessee and their final four hopes, how they can never score the ball enough in March. This guy might get him over the hump. Yeah. I, I had him too low on my list. Mm-hmm. But a guy I got over him, guy I got higher than him, averaging, I believe, 20 and eight a game for the San Diego State Aztecs. Big mm. man, Jaden Ledee. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. He's a big body. You know, he was, he was on that national runner-up team last season. He's mm-hmm. back. He's looking for more. That's another great Mountain West team there, San Diego State Aztecs. I'll take Jaden Ledee. Oh, I love that. Yeah, no, this guy's a stud as well. Uh, I'm going to go for another uh, another center. All right, another seat, more senior leadership, the best guy on that team. Going for ACC Player of the Year from Clemson. I got P.J. Hall, baby. P.J. Hall uh, sitting yep. at six foot ten. Uh, Clemson dropped off a little bit. They're starting to play some ACC teams and starting to lose, but I still think they make the dance, and I think they can make a a, a run maybe for the Sweet 16, depending on matchups. 
seems like there's been a handful of years these past few seasons where Clemson starts out real hot and they were a couple of years ago, they were the last undefeated team and they just, they just fizzle. They just mm-hmm. fizzle in the ACC and they make no noise, but yeah, PJ Hall, I like him. The, the shoulders on this guy, this guy's fucking huge. Yeah. 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 You're, not, you're not moving this guy in the paint. No way. Unless you're guarding Zach Eady and uh, <laughs> he moves you. Be a nice matchup. Be a nice matchup. My next guy here, I'm going to go back to the Big East, the Creighton Blue Jays. You know, they only scored 48 points tonight, but a guy averaging 18 and 8 for him, Baylor Shireman. Okay, we're I think we're sleeping on Baylor Shireman. I'm going to take him with my next pick here. Nice. Uh, I like that pick. Creighton has fallen off, uh, sadly, right now. I think uh, they'll probably make the dance. They usually always do, but... Uh, Still ranked. They're 18th right now. Yeah, but then they just lost. They just lost tonight big time. Big time. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, they lost big time to UConn. Uh, not a bad loss. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't think they're going to be ranked next week. Cold breezing. All right. Might not be. Might not be. Um, you know, I, do, I don't know his uh, his first name. Is it ja- oh. Jacoby? Jacoby Davis? Janelle. Janelle. Oh, I'm sorry. Jacoby Walters, Baylor. Sorry, oh, sorry. Jacoby Walter. I, I, no, 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 no. I, I do want Janelle Davis. Sorry. Oh. I want. I do want Janelle. You want them both. You want I, them I'm, both. I'm, uh, yeah. You're getting greedy I'm, on. I'd, I'd be happy. Getting greedy. Sorry. Greedy. Yeah. Janelle Davis from FAU, six foot four, junior guard, looking good. FAU. They're they're gonna be fine, everybody. They're gonna be fine. They have a tough schedule. Okay, honestly, they they've been facing some really tough teams. But what's unbelievable is the teams they're losing to is just ridiculously like. Terrible. It's just so bad. Losing to Bryant, losing to uh I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> like some of these teams it, are like, what? Was it Towson? Tulane? Uh, Tulane. Tulane got Tulane, him. Tulane, Tulane. Oh my goodness. But I think he's the best player on their team. Uh other than their big guy, but um he's the lead scorer. So heck yeah. My next pick here, I'm gonna go to the SEC. Think they might be my first guy out of that conference. Alabama point guard Mark Sears pick, like putting Mark up Sears. over 20 a game. Yeah, leader of that team. We'll see what happens with Alabama here. They need to get on a little streak, but I'm gonna pick Mark Sears here. The only pro- problem with Mark Sears is that as a point guard, he's only averaging like three assists. Am I right? Yeah, is that, is that what uh, I saw? I, I'm a little uh, disappointed in that. I'll I'll, uh, I'll confirm that for you, but go ahead and uh, give me your next guy. Uh, I'm gonna go. You know, hey, I'm gonna go to your state, Cole Breeze. Let's go to Colorado Uh-oh. Buffaloes, baby. Oh. Give me KJ Simpson. Damn uh, you. Give me KJ Simpson. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, he's having a great season. I think he's averaging 20 points. If I'm not mistaken, everybody. Um. So I'm pretty happy about it. Six foot two, by the way, too. A lot of rebounds from him. I uh. Yep. That was my next pick. But just going back to Mark Sears from Alabama, 3.7 assists per game. Yeah. Not enough. Not enough. Yeah. Uh, my next pick is going to go Texas scoring guard Max Asmus, the Oral Roberts transfer. I had him on my one of my preseason oh, All American right. yeah, lists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like this guy, um, and he ended up being top twenty five midseason wooden award watch list. So I'm going to draft him here. I like it. I like it. You know, there's a team right now that people aren't talking about. All right, and it's the Memphis Tigers. All right, Memphis Tigers, fifteen and two. And uh, right now, it looks like they're going to run that American conference. I'll tell you right now, I, I, I it's going to be them and FAU, but I got Memphis. I got Memphis. But they have a guy on their team. Is it Dan Jones? David. Sorry. David Jones, the senior uh, the senior forward, six foot six. He's having an incredible season. 
Give me, give me him on the team. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Transfer David Jones. He's, he's older guy. So I, I'd like to see what Memphis can do here. Uh, my next guy, I'm going to the big 10, only two big 10 players on this list. If I'm not mistaken, boys, only mm-hmm. two big 10 players, Zach Eady, another one, Tyson Walker. He's, he's yeah. scoring a lot. He's not rebounding or assisting at all or probably playing much defense, but he's scoring the ball. Uh, I'll take him as the leader for Tom Izzo. Yep, yep. Uh, does Michigan State make the dance, Cole Breezy? Yes. They squeak in. Even if they have 11 losses, 11, 12 losses, they'll somehow get in there. I, I, I just have a feeling they will. I mean, Tom Izzo, that's one of the longest active streaks. They are sitting at 10-7 and seven right now, 2-4 and four in the Big Ten. They just keep losing, man. I can't believe it. I, I, I keep thinking right when they start making a run, like, oh, they won two in a row, or maybe they just won one in a row, then they lose. I, it's, it's unbelievable. These guys were ranked fourth to start the year, everybody. Fourth. Yeah. Yeah. You believe yeah. that. <laughs> All right. Uh, going to the, to the Big 12, Houston. From Houston, the guy, best guy on the team, I would say. Maybe. I mean, technically because of the – but I, I think their big guy down low is also really good. But I got LJ Cryer, senior guard, six foot one. Uh, the guy can shoot. He plays defense too, and I watched a few Houston games this year. I love the, the way that he plays defense. Shooting could go up a little bit, and his passing could be a little bit better as well because he's not averaging too many assists. Uh, rear transfer there. He uh, he was playing at Baylor for two or three years, and now he's now he's with Houston. So rare in state transfer. I believe he's from Houston. So LJ Cryer, he can he can fill it up for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next pick is a guy I'm surprised you haven't taken yet because I know you like him from Texas A and M. Yeah, Wade Taylor the fourth. So I'll I'll snag him here. He can do a little bit of everything. A little disappointing from the Aggies. Returned a lot of pieces from the last season's team. So Wade Taylor, he's going to have to put the squad on his back and mid-season wooden award top 25 list for Wade Taylor. Yeah, I, I like Wade Taylor a lot. Uh, very disappointing, like you said, with Texas A&M. Last thing I will say about Wade Taylor is uh, he's shooting 38% from the field. That's not going to get That's done. That's not good. That's not going to get it done. No, they got to figure something out. They got to get him uh, b- better shots, I guess. Get, get, him, get him more open, get more layups and dunks. All right. For me, we're on our last two, everybody. We're going to go to the fr- the only two freshmen that are left. Okay, only two freshmen on the list. Uh, I'm going Jacoby Walter, though, from Baylor, six foot five guard, uh, looking outstanding for the Baylor Bears. Uh, but he is a freshman. That's why, for me, he's on the bottom of the list. And on the bottom of the list for both of us is Kentucky freshman Reed Shepard. You know, you look around the the nation, you see some guys with better better stats. I don't, I'm not sure why Kentucky has to have two guys on here. I mean, mm-hmm. Braden Smith, Purdue point guard, comes to mind. His stats are better yep. on a better team. Uh, but Reed Shepard at the bottom of the list, I'll take him last. And uh, like we said, we're going to, over these next couple of weeks, we're going to be, you know, doing a few minute profiles on these guys. So mm-hmm. really looking forward to that, Max. Yeah, I can't wait, man. That's one of my favorite times of the year to go over these guys. Lastly, here we got to do some college basketball game picks. Thanks for sticking around, everybody. Yeah. But we got four ranked on ranked matchups to talk about before we discuss our next podcast next Wednesday. First game on Saturday, 12 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPNU. We got the Cyclones of Iowa State ranked 24th. They're going on the road to take on the 19th ranked Horned Frogs of TCU. Both teams are ranked for the first time this season. Iowa State beat Houston last week, but yep. lost by 15 last night to BYU. Mm. 
TCU just knocked off Oklahoma and Houston, but lost in overtime at Cincinnati last night. Oh, so both these teams had some big wins coming off losses last night on Tuesday. They play each other in Fort Worth, Texas on Saturday. Max, where are you going in this Big 12 matchup? Oh, man, this is fun. This is fun. What time is this at? Noon Mountain. Uh, I got a what, one o'clock my time. I'll have that on whether I'm on the Peloton or I'm at the gym. Uh, actually, Purdue's on at one, so never mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> never mind. That won't be on. Uh, I'll be in my bed watching that. Two screens, two screens. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. My, I, I, undivided attention to Purdue. Undivided. <laughs> uh, but I got TCU, man. Okay. I, I watched TCU play Kansas that one a uh, couple weeks ago. That was an outstanding basketball game. Oh, my gosh. L- literally, the game. Again, the game was lost because of a flagrant foul. That yeah, oh, too many flagrant, too many flagrant fouls being called. They, 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 you know, too much of that stuff. That they're, they're uh, pause the game, pause the game. Let's, let's go, go to the table. Let's go look. Let's, let's go, go. Let's go look. Too much of that. Too much of that. Just let them play the damn game. Um, but anyway, uh, I got TCU. I think the Horn Frogs are underrated. Yeah, I think both these teams might be underrated, mm-hmm. being ranked for the first time this week. Both of them coming off wins against Houston. I think that's funny. I'm not sure what to think about either of these teams. I haven't, excuse me, really seen the Cyclones much, but I did see, like you said, that game against Kansas for TCU. They put up a hell of a fight. They're one of the oldest teams in America. I got to go TCU at home with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Next game, Saturday, 4 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPN2. We got another Big 12 battle. We got the 20th-ranked Mormons of BYU. They're going to Lubbock, Texas, to take on the Red Raiders of Texas Tech, currently ranked 25th. The Red Raiders are ranked for the first time this year as they're on a nine-game winning streak. Oh, my. And are the only undefeated team left in the Big 12. Texas Tech is the only undefeated team left in the Big 12. Wow. Now, they went to Houston tonight, and right now, we got to check that score. Yes, the the game has gone final. They're not undefeated anymore in the Big uh, 12. Spoke too soon. By, they lost by 23. Oh, that's a bad. That's bad. <laughs> oh, man. BYU, the Cougars, the Mormons, they're coming off wins over UCF and Iowa State. But lost to Baylor and Cincinnati just before that. Mm-hmm. Max, do you think Texas Tech can get back in the win column after their blowout tonight against Houston? Houston's really good. Okay. Uh, I, I think they can, especially because they're at home, at home. BYU's really good, too. I, I'm, I'm shocked that BYU going to the Big 12 and having such a miraculous season so far. Uh, I mean, miraculous. <laughs> yeah. A Whoa. lot of a lot of good words. A lot of good words. <laughs> Whoa, miraculous BYU. Okay, we haven't that. seen. I said this already. We haven't seen BYU be good since Jimmer Fredette. All right, so they're having a good season. Uh, but I do think that Texas Tech gets them at home. It's going to be a close one though, going down to that last thirty seconds of the game. Yeah, it's a toss-up game. Um, you see all these teams in the Big Twelve going on the road and losing. So you got to think. You got to think the home team here. Man, they just got Texas Tech. They just got pounded by Houston. I'm, I'm gonna go off here. I'm gonna go off here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Mormons on the road. I'm gonna go BYU uh, in Lubbock. Shout out my buddy Evan. My buddy Evan. He uh, he went to Texas Tech. He's an old he's an old Raider, but uh, he's gonna be sad on on Saturday evening because Texas Tech. They're gonna they're gonna be on a two game losing skid here. 
Next game we want to talk about Saturday. Triple header here Saturday. Last one of it, 6.30 Mountain Time on the SEC Network. We got the 22nd ranked Rebels of Ole Miss. They're going on the road to take on the Auburn Tigers, currently oh. ranked 13th. Auburn. They they played tonight, didn't they, Max? They they uh they beat Vandy Vanderbilt. Yep, that... they beat Vanderbilt here in Tennessee. I don't know how they got there because all the roads are iced, you know, all icy right now. So they beat them by beat them by 15. So that I'm pretty sure that makes their win streak go up to 10. 10 mm -hmm. in a row for Auburn. They are one of two undefeated teams left in the SEC along with Alabama. Is that right? Really? I gotta check that, boys, because I don't I don't know if I trust myself on that one. Damn. Alabama's four and on the SEC along with Auburn at the top. Okay. I didn't trust right. myself. I didn't trust myself on that one. Uh Ole Miss, the Rebels, they got Molly Whopped at Tennessee, that game we were really looking forward to, but then they yeah. came back they, they came back and hung a hundred and three on Florida and then beat Vanderbilt before losing at LSU tonight. Ole Miss, we, we really can't figure this team out. I'm not a believer in them. Do you think they can get this one done in Auburn? No. No way. Auburn is really good. Okay. Uh, well coached by Bruce Pearl. Uh, I, I, th I think arguably this might be Bruce Pearl's best team mm. uh, 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 for, from uh, oh. Auburn because I know that they had Jabari uh, Smith. They had Jabari Smith that one year. That was a great team. Uh, but what the difference is, is that this is team ball. Okay, Jabari Smith was the man, so they were trying to give him the ball, feed him, feed him, feed him. Uh, but now it seems like everyone's touching the ball, playing defense. They're really good. Ole Miss is going to make the dance. I'm calling it right now because their coach is too damn good in Coach Beard. Okay, they will be there, but they're not winning against Auburn. I agree with you, Max. They're not winning against Auburn. I agree with you. Ole Miss will probably be in the dance. I, I respect Coach Beard on the court, but... I don't know how much noise they're going to make in the SEC. I don't see them being ranked after this one, and they might not be ranked again. I, I just don't like their resume right now. I don't yeah. like their resume. Last game we want to talk about this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast, we got to look ahead to next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, flip your calendars, fellas. 7 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPN+. Plus. We got the Houston Cougars. Going to play the Mormons of BYU. Ooh. Another Big 12 matchup here. We just talked about BYU. That's a good They're one. coming off wins over UCF and Iowa State, but lost to Baylor and Cincinnati just before that. They play at Texas Tech this Saturday. That's the game we just talked about. Houston, they've lost two in a row before tonight's big win over Texas Tech. They lost at Iowa State and at TCU. They're now 2-2 two and two in the Big 12, and they go to they go play West Virginia this week. Or, oh, sorry, I don't know what the heck that stat is. One and two. Oh, sorry. They're two and two in the Big 12 with wins over Texas Tech and West Virginia. So not saying much with that win over West Virginia. Yeah. Houston at BYU. Max, you didn't pick the Cougars in the last matchup. Are you going to pick them at home here? They're both Cougars here. Both Cougars. Yeah, they're both Cougars. Yeah, I was like, what Cougar? What Cougar are you talking about? You didn't about? pick the BYU the Houston Cougars. Cougars? The Houston? You didn't pick the Mormons. I, should, I shouldn't confuse us here. You didn't pick the Mormons in the last matchup. You're going to pick them now against the Houston Cougars. They are at home, right? They are at home. Ooh, this is good. This is, is this an upset good. for you, Max? Mm -hmm. Come on now. I kind of want to. I kind of well, want to. Waiting on. I think Houston is too aggressive. How about that? I think they're too damn aggressive. They're getting BYU, man. 
They're getting them at home. Houston needs to wake up in the Big 12. I knew this is going to be a turnaround because it's not the American Conference anymore, Houston. The Big 12 is arguably the best conference in basketball. Oh, ain't no argument about it, Max. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no argument about it. SEC? Yeah, if we didn't do this right now, I <laughs> in the in the top 25 this week, we got eight teams from the Big 12. Okay. Four from the SEC, three from the Big Ten and Big East, two from the ACC and AAC. All right, Big 12. The, the Big 12 has eight teams out of top 25. That is nuts. And we yep. got the, the three out of our four game picks this week are from the Big 12. The Big 12 is ruling college basketball. Yeah. Are you, you – you got you said you got Houston. On the I got road. Houston. I got Houston. I got to agree with you. Houston on the road. I picked BYU in that game on Saturday at Texas Tech. That's a little scary. I'm definitely not going to pick them twice. Definitely no. not going to pick them twice. I'm going Houston on the road with you. Nice. Well, Max, that's going to do it uh, this week on the Don't Tell Mama Sports Podcast. Heck of an episode. Another college basketball nugget that we can leave people here with. Eight top ten teams last week. Eight top ten teams lost on the road to unranked teams last week. That's nuts. Eight top ten teams lost on the road to unranked teams. College basketball, there's a lot of parity. Yeah, you know, you you got Purdue and Kansas and UConn, North Carolina. They've they've been at the top. They've been, you know, top ten, top five all season. But it's a lot of parity in the game, man. Anybody can win. Anybody can win college basketball. That's why March Madness is coming up, everybody. Just a couple months away. Best time of the year. Oh, my goodness. There's magic in the air. Why am I getting a little excited? It's January. There's snow on the ground. Ice is coming. An ice storm once again. What am I getting so excited about? It's March Madness is coming quick, man. We're, I mean, we're about, I'm going to say about two months. Two months from Selection Sunday. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I can't, I can't wait. wait. Um, we definitely have our NFL, our 2023 NFL's biggest douchebag candidates posted. Uh, last couple are going to get finished up. Mm-hmm. IP Kill's going to get posted tomorrow on YouTube. That's a good one there. Please let us know your votes. Let us yes. know comments, what you think about these situations. We got seven valid candidates. Any, anybody can win, Max. Mm-hmm. Anyone can win right now. I'll tell you right now, these guys are grade A douchebags. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we want your vote, everybody. Please leave it in the comments. I'm also going to be putting out a poll very soon where you can just vote right there. And uh, we really, really appreciate it because. Uh, we, we, we love you all. We, we, once again, we love your comments. We love our speculations uh, with you. And uh, let's let's continue with these comments. We're having a lot of fun with you. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And we got our, we got our award show, our annual fantasy football award show coming up here in a couple weeks. We'll let everybody know an exact date for that. That's definitely on on deck for us. But, you know, NFL's winding down. This this podcast is going to be more and more college basketball. Max. Yeah. I can't wait to continue to do this. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. Appreciate everybody's time. Appreciate all the comments, likes. Max, what you got here? Hey, yeah, again, thank you, everyone, for coming out for the Don't Sound Mama Sports Podcast tonight. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And follow us on Spotify. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, on our radio, Instagram. And also we're on Twitter, also known as X now. Okay, just so we're all clear, it's known as X. Okay, but uh, you've been saying Twitter for a few months as it's been called. X, no one knows. No one knows. Know. No one knows. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess we, might, we I guess. all know. What, we all yeah. know what it is. It's X now. It's X. All right. Whatever. Yeah, Whatever. I don't. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. Who freaking cares? <laughs>